Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! This is Olive Magazine Podcast, a weekly slice of food and drink chat brought to you by the team behind Olive Magazine. I'm Janine, Olive's food director and podcast host. This week, I catch up with Olive's deputy food editor, Adam, to talk about one of our favourite things to cook at Easter, lamb. We discuss different cuts and how best to cook them, plus some great recipes to try. Hi, Adam. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Um, so this week we thought we'd talk about uh, a feature coming out in our new Easter issue, which is all about the most famous Easter meat, which is lamb. Mm. Very popular, leg of lamb. Very popular. Probably the most cooked joint of meat on Easter, I reckon. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. The leg the leg would be the, the classic yeah. Easter joint. And you've done a kind of lamb decoder, haven't you, mm. um, in the lowdown feature to tell us basically all about it. I mean, let's start with um, the age, because I think people get a little bit confused about lamb, hogget, mutton. And in fact, people might not even know what hogget is. So could you talk us through the different ages of the animal? Yeah, really simple. Uh, lamb is um, under one year old. Okay. Uh, hogget is one to two years old. Mm. And then mutton is anything above two years. And that's like as simple as that. That's, that's how it works. And what's but, the difference in kind of flavor profiles? So lamb, you're looking at, it's almost like a milder sheep. Like I don't want. It, my not instinct cheeky. is to say lamb flavour. I mean, it's a rich, it's, it's, it's a rich meat, isn't it? It's yeah. not. It's not kind of like chicken, which can be quite bland and take lots of different flavours. Lamb can as well, but lamb's got its own distinctive flavour. Yeah, I mean, it, I know can, a lot it divides. Don't like yeah, it. it divides opinion because yeah. of its that that sort of strong flavour and lamb being young yeah. will be the mildest the of mildest those one, meats yeah. um, with obviously mutton the oldest yeah. being the strongest um, but obviously it, like, it depends on your preference really I, I, I like mutton yeah. but sometimes it's a bit like game I suppose you know like yeah. some game is really gamey it's, yeah. you can't it's like hard to describe it's just really gamey and yeah. mutton <laughs> has that sort of yeah. a little bit of that like complex flavour about it yeah which, I remember the um, first time I tried hogget and you know people think oh it's going to be a bit more like, but it's it's not it's not a huge leap from lamb no, to hogget because no, obviously no, no. you know there's a cut off point where you're just going to go into hogget and um and actually it's it's more lamby lamb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, <laughs> it, it sounds ridiculous. Yeah, it's, but, yeah, it's like it's a lambier tasting yeah. lamb. But then uh, I think mutton does, as you said, get a little bit more gamey. So yeah, definitely worth trying if you're a lamb yeah. fan. The sheep are like hard working animals as well, so they tend to be. At the older they get, not like tougher, but they, they, their muscles have done a lot more work. More connective There's tissue. There's more connective yeah. tissue. Um, and that stronger flavor means that, I mean, yeah, it can be a little bit yeah. divisive, I think. Let's talk about some of the, the different cuts, because some of these will be really familiar to people, and then some will be um, 
a little bit more unusual. Mm -hmm. So start off with one of our favourites, which is neck fillet. Yeah, I think this is a cut that people don't really know too much about. But once you cook it once... And we, me and you use it a lot because it's probably, it. probably our, our favourite. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think you don't really you don't really go back after that. It's, no. it's, it's, um, so basically, it is you get two two fillets on the animal and one either, either side, either of, the side neck bone. of the neck bone exactly. Yeah. Um, and if you think about what a sheep does all day, which is basically just lifting grazing, lift and lower its head all day. <laughs> um, you know, chewing chewing grass, then lifting up for predators. Um, so it's one of the like most hardworking, hard-working yeah. um, which means that. Um, when cooked like really lovely and slowly, yeah. um, it gets really, really tender um, because it has a lot of connective tissue. tissue and and a, yeah, it doesn't. Have, that's the good thing about it; is it doesn't have too much fat. Yeah. Um, whereas, like, yeah, other, once you other, trim it, it does. It does have a coating of fat, which the butcher, yeah. or if you buy in the supermarket, they'll usually take that off. Yeah. But um, but you can really trim it down till it's it's really lean yeah. almost. Um, and then that connective tissue, what happens is with slow cooking. It, it just doesn't dry out. It just mm. gets m- softer and softer. So you mm. don't want to like cook it super soft so it's, you know, completely mush. Mm-hmm. But like, but you can cook it to this beautiful tenderness, can't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Um, and the other good thing about it is you also can cook it really quickly as well. Yeah. It is one of those um It's quite rare malleable. to have something. Yeah, it, yeah, it is. It, like, it is rare to have a cut that you can get meltingly tender and also... It's actually great on the barbecue yeah. because what because if you kind of flash it on the barbecue, mm-hmm. it melts all of the kind of fat on the surface yeah. and then it starts to break down the connective tissue but you can leave it like a tiny, tiny bit pink yeah, in the middle. Yeah, just blushing in the middle, yeah. Yeah, just and give it a good rest as well. And then slice like nice and thin so yeah. sort of cut it if there is any like that connective yeah. tissue left, you sort of are breaking yeah. that against the fibres anyway yeah. um, and then it's, it's absolutely delicious. And you've done a cracking lamb vindaloo recipe as well. I certainly did. This it. one was an absolute pleasure to write and eat. <laughs> this is this is my sort of curry, you yeah. know. Loads of like fresh spices, like chilies, yeah. garlic ginger. Lots of heat. And then a bit of vinegar. And, and that nice like, tang from the vinegar. Yeah, yeah. But you also wrote a lamb neck fillet I did, recipe. Because I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> um in the everyday feature. Yeah, which is a it's kind of a Greek style with you cook it quite slowly and then you stir in butter beans and then you add um feta at the end so it's kind of a really lovely one pot you know is, is that but, the one with dried mint on it where it's yeah, like it's got dried yeah mint which well. you wouldn't wouldn't think of like normally yeah but i i actually was on the shoot for this and it was revelationary because sabrina gale um who's one of our regular writers she just turned me on to dried mint and now i'm, I'm kind of obsessed with it because you think people think dried herbs are sort of somehow i don't know not as i mean obviously there's but some dried herbs, mm. especially things like mint and oregano, which yeah. they use quite a lot in yeah, yeah. cooking, Mediterranean cooking. The other ones are cooking. sort of like you turn your nose off a bit, yeah. don't you? But, but they work really well because it really concentrates the flavour. So something like this, just sprinkling on at the end, it kind of lifts it. It's weird that like that dried mint flavour, it, it's like almost like brain association. Obviously, lamb and mint is like a classic yeah. combination, yeah. but they two just on that, they just sit so well together. Yeah. Um, Yes, it was. I mean, I'm obsessed with mint sauce as well. I, I would literally it? have mint sauce on on any roast dinner. Yeah, it works with all meat. I don't but care. I it don't works care. with all meat, but especially lamb. Yeah. I think that's the way to look at it. <laughs> but yeah, um, and then moving on down the neck to the shoulder, and I mm. love shoulder. People yeah. get a little bit scared of it. It's it can be very fatty. It can be, but you know, it's got its own charms, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, like uh, for me, this is probably my favourite yeah. cut um, on the sheep. Uh, it's it's made up of quite a few muscles yeah with a lot of connective tissue like yeah. you you i mean you can get steaks of it from certain muscles oh, okay but i mean it's it's not where it's not it's not where it's at no. like don't bother 
<laughs> just eat, um, you can either cook it whole or yeah. in half. Um, I think one of the first recipes I wrote for Olive actually was a whole roast shoulder of lamb mm. over boulanger potatoes and you like smear wow. it in this anchovy butter so and then soaks in yeah and then you roast it on a rack over the boulanger so the nice. whole of the potatoes gets crispy and then all of that lamb fat, fat. and butter yeah um drips down i mean it's not like it's it's an occasion recipe so mm. you know it's not you're not going to eat it every day no and but you've, again if you're a fan of the lamb flavor like kind of uses all the loveliness of mm. the, the the cut as mm-hmm. well you know mm-hmm. like utilizing the lamb fat as well because yeah, that's yeah. gorgeous to cook with yeah and it, it does take a little while to cook as well to yeah. get really tender um also really good if you can buy it like diced into nice chunky pieces oh, in yeah, like a tagine or, or a stew yeah um for me that's like the most rewarding one yeah. and it's it should be said like shoulder and neck fillet are you know meat meat these days like no, nothing's cheap but but they're the more um bargainous cuts basically so shoulder would be shoulder would be a lot cheaper than leg for example and neck fillet would be a lot cheaper than the fillet which we're going to go on to next so Mm -hmm. there's there's two things here so maybe talk about the rack and then how the fillet fits into that because rack of lamb is one of those things that you know you go out for a fancy dinner and if you order lamb you probably get the rack yeah so basically as on most animals they Mm -hmm. have a fillet or tenderloin um, which runs along their back which is usually the muscle that works least on the animal which as a rough translation works out as the most tender low in connective tissue basically just pure meat like without anything um, in there to make it tough or um, anything like that and uh, the rack comes um, basically on the chine which is part of the backbone um, and then with all the rib bones still connected and once all they're scraped back you get this sort of like uh, like I think it was called a crown in French where you turn them round into two it's very pretty isn't it it's very pretty and then obviously when you cut them into chops you get like lollipop type things um, but did you, did you ever do that when you were a chef? Because yes. I've I've done that and it is not. It's a thankless task for that shot and the opener. I had to do that. So there's a shot of a, um, a, what you call French trimmed, French which trimmed. is where the um, the bones have been completely. You just cleaned, cleaned and, of everything. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it looks little, great, but it's, it's a pain. It, it was there was flashbacks and PTSD <laughs> and you know you know trauma there. How many did you have to do at once? What in what uh, in a restaurant? Yeah, a lot. That's the thing. It's like that and uh, peeling asparagus and stuff is the stuff yeah. they give to like the junior chefs, isn't it? Basically, but you get all those. There's the, for me peeling asparagus or anything like that. There's, there's a real skill in that because you have to do it with really soft. Hands. Yeah, you have to do it. It's like really gentle. Yeah, otherwise any, any you take kind away of force or brutality. Too much waste. Yeah, and you just go and you ch- chop into it. And, and head you, chef's gonna scream at you. Yes, or in other circumstances, just say, "Oh, that yeah. was a shame. Put it in the bin." Um, so yeah, so so the so you can buy the fillet, which is known as the cannon, on mm. its own, which is just literally the eye of meat. I mean, this and probably I would say the most expensive yeah. bit of meat yeah, yeah. on the lamb. Pound, pound for pound, yeah, would yeah. be the most expensive. But if you buy the fillet, you get an extra kind of like uh, layer of fat on top of it, and you get the bones, and you get a kind of strip of meat in between. Yeah, there's like a there's like a cap yeah. on the outside, which and the, the classic way to do this, we were saying before, was when you you know it, it's quite. 70s or 80s of 
brushing it with a, a like trimming back all that fat, brushing it with a layer of mustard, mm. and then rolling it in a herby breadcrumb. Loads crumb. of chopped herbs or breadcrumbs, yeah. yeah. And then just roasting it at a really high heat for I don't know what was like fifteen minutes. Yeah, or something, it's literally fifteen minutes. minutes but yeah, yeah, once you've seared it, if you're yeah. searing it, um, yeah, fifteen minutes. Yeah. And then cutting it into little pretty chops. Yeah. So if yeah. you want to impress your in-laws, I mean, that's. The <laughs> I would say it is the classic dinner party if you're trying to shelf a bit. Yeah. But definitely. without like you know too much. Yeah. And then let's move on to the rump because for me, like the rump is that that's a chef's cut, isn't it? Because mm. it usually serves two people, so they normally you you normally see that quite a lot in restaurants is that because you can cook it quite quickly as well yeah i mean it's it's, it's basically it has a really nice um cap of fat over it yeah so like it's the classic chef preparation of searing yeah. you can sear it really hard get it really crispy yeah and then bang it in the oven and just t you know cook it till it's perfectly yeah, yeah. Uh, pink which for chefs is like the, the ideal yeah. thing to do um but if it's 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 for me it's a really delicious cut yeah um like like rump in cow for example it's 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 tender but it's it needs to be treated right it needs to yeah. be cooked properly like it can't be too rare otherwise it'll be really tough yeah. and overcooked it'll be really tough so it's yeah. got that sort of middling point but when it is it's it's really juicy um and delicious yeah. i'd say you probably got to go to the butchers to get it though yes because I would say so. I, because all of those chefs out there are out there buying all the rumps yes <laughs> like yes, and all the chervil and all the chervil that's when chefs no one ever in, knows where chervil yeah because chefs send in recipe going chervil and i'm like I've never seen chervil on sale anywhere. No, I, I mean chef's idol. I can, I can just about <laughs> in my mind's eye tell you what it looks like. It's kind uh, of green. Yeah. It's green, obviously. <laughs> green and fluffy. Looks like carrot tops, but it isn't carrot tops. Um, stay tuned for more from me and Adam, including some rare breeds to look out for. Let's talk about the the classic roasting joint, mm. which is the leg. Um, yes. You've also done a. I think you've done a recipe for this in Easter. Yes, haven't in you? the seasonal. Yeah. What's your um, technique for? Because I think people stress about it. Because again, it is expensive. It is I, expensive. I mean, cut. you're looking at twenty-five, thirty quid for a leg alone. Yeah, yeah. Um, for me, the, the like the easiest, or the best thing to do is um, pierce it with some stuff. Right. So usually rosemary, garlic, anchovies. Um, so use a little knife. Use a little knife. Make little incisions. Dig down into it. Incisions. Um, yeah. And that'll just help flavors permeate it really yeah. without having to marinate it for hours and hours and hours and hours yeah. um it just helps all that flavor and then really you just roast it high yeah, yeah. what that 200 180 gas six yeah um until and in in that time it does have enough sort of fat on the outside to get to, crispy to kind of protect it um and then that bone on the inside will absorb oh yeah heat. that's like a conductor isn't and it it, it conducts heat and then it'll just slowly push it out from the inside yeah. so that you sort of should get like pink meat all the way through yeah um, and then again, resting. Resting is key. And I know we say this every single time, but if you can get a therma pen, yeah, it'd be the best twenty-five quid you ever spent. Yeah, I mean, there's like, you, there's no point guessing. It'll just tell you. Just get one of them. Yeah, and they're not expensive either. Yeah. Not that expensive. Um, if you're a serious, I would. I would if say, you roast meat a lot, I would say therma pen. Or if you know someone who roasts meat a lot, that would be the best present you've ever given them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and then let's talk about the breast because I love this. And I remember years ago being told by a butcher that it was the cut that butchers take home with them because mm. it's like it's kind of like butcher's secret. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's probably the it's like pork belly it's yeah. the, the fattiest bit Super of the whole animal, uh, a whole animal which if you like that i mean i, I absolutely love yeah, that I love for it. me i love that um and uh it's like loads of like really almost like thinly packed layers like yeah. like almost like when you buy pork belly you can sort of see like see fat, the different fat, uh, yeah. meat fat meat yeah. it's like that but like compressed because obviously lambs aren't aren't a particularly 
naturally like yeah, fat. They're not like they're fatty, picky. yeah, but they're not like fat. So <laughs> weirdly, they don't have like arms. yeah. Um, sorry, it's been a long day. Um, and um, yeah, so basically, it's another one of those cuts you have to cook like really nice and slowly, um, either roasted yeah. to like sort of. Um, drain off some of that fat really and yeah. let that um you will find this actually i've i've seen it in sainsbury's i think big superstore and i think i've seen it in a mm. in a tesco as well sold as a roasting joint yeah. like rolled rolled ready yeah. to roast but as you said you need time to do this like that you can't you can't flash roast it yeah you're looking at three four hours yeah at you want it really. you want to get on a nice low heat give it a good mm. good slow roast and then that'll just render down all of that fat which you can use again for like potatoes or something yeah like that. anything anything but, um, keep it in the fridge there's also that thing they do is it is it crab beans that you make with where you so you roll it cook it yeah chill it slice it yeah. bread it deep fry it or fry it yeah which Again, is pure chefs. filth pure filth <laughs> pure filth um, but absolutely beautiful yeah i think i've watched simon hopkinson do that on like a yeah. sunday afternoon in his house yeah. thinking why are you doing that because like, he's got all the time in the world yeah. to do it it looked you know? good anyway yeah. it looked good yeah. um but yeah I, I also did do a recipe for a rolled mm-hmm. um breast of lamb oh yeah so that's like online really isn't it lovely right. oniony gravy yeah which was unreal and this is a, this is a super budget cut yeah absolutely although probably won't be for that much longer because i've eaten lamb ribs uh. so that's basically the breast or belly with the libs, ribs on um so in about, once about three or four london restaurants recently yeah, because because actually back in the day a lamb shank used to be a cheap option but yeah. now they're not anymore yeah and that was the last cut we were going to talk about. Yeah. So so this is great if there's just like one or two of you because you can just buy them singly. Yep. In fact, if you get it from a decent sized lamb, a shank in a stew will probably feed two people quite yeah, happily. Yeah, no, absolutely. You, that's the thing. You, you, you can get some absolute monsters of yeah. uh, lamb shanks. <laughs> I think, I've, you know, when you, you, you do you do them for like four people and they yeah. don't all fit in the pot. Yeah. One of those yeah. ones. Yeah, one like, of those uh, ones. Okay. Um, but yeah, they are pretty much perfect if you <clears> like for, for one per person. And they are really cheap. And again, it's like a load. It's basically from the lower end of the leg. And it's quite a few sort of different muscles. Different muscles, yeah. um, That make up the joint. And it's on the bone. So you're getting the gelatin. You're getting like more flavor when you cook it. Um, yeah, it's, it's one of my favorites. So again, I think that is... that. That's a slow cook rather than a roast, Absolutely, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. And actually, like doing a doing a lamb shank curry or a lamb shank tagine, it's mm. perfect for that because it can take on all the strong flavors. Yeah. It can sit like simmer away in the liquid for a long time yeah. and it'll hold its shape. Mm-hmm. And when you plate it up, it looks great yeah, as well. Yeah, it does look it does look impressive. Yeah. Um, and let's just talk about a couple of breeds that we've. Um, so basically, I mean, you know, it's these aren't always available, but there is a um, a movement by farmers to try and you know keep some of these rare mm. breeds alive yeah, so if yeah, you can absolutely. especially if you go online these days when i was when i was just looking around they had a lot of um a lot of independent farmers or collectives were sort of getting together and selling these breeds and trying mm. to keep them so things like um herdwick the charmingly named badger face yeah, I, love <laughs> I love that um the suffolk lamb and the cotswold lamb um and actually because they're quite carefully managed and farmed, mm. it does tend to be, um, you know, high welfare meat as yeah, well. Yeah, if, so, sta- if they're stating the breed, I think that's a good good yeah, assumption to be made. Yeah. Um, so def- definitely work some, something that you should be looking out for. Yeah, I think in in, in times to come, it's definitely going to be something that's going to be more prominent. Yeah, like sure. you already see it with like Gloucester Old Spot pork or, you know, yeah. or Dexter beef or, you yeah. know, Angus or all these things. But sheep 
I don't know, there's literally like a thousand different types yeah. of sheep in the UK. And if you saw the different, like if yeah, you, if you Google start, yeah. types of sheep and look at the difference <laughs> between some of them, some of them have got huge ears, some of them have got huge horns. I mean, they're crazy looking animals. Yeah, they are. And to think they're, that we just, you know, just, just assume it's it, one. Yeah, and it's you not. Know, yeah, it's not. No, so there's diverse. loads of different types. And obviously we, with that, we'll bring different characteristics, flavors, yeah. all that kind of thing. And lastly, um, just to highlight, if you can get it, salt marsh lamb, because it mm. is absolutely delicious. Yeah. And um, and these are lamb that's, um, that's kind of reared on coastal lands that are regularly flooded by the sea. So they're eating the kind of salty, marshy Yeah, they just grass. eat like basically all the really expensive sea herbs that like <laughs> chefs put on uh, dishes in London. Um, they, these these sheep eat that yeah. and they live on a diet of it so it must be good yeah and then it's quite enriching as well because we know seaweed's really great for you yeah, right so yeah. but it does seem to kind of permeate the meat yeah and- yeah it, it does all like weirdly like season it almost you know all these vegetables they're eating are, are salty sea vegetables yeah. and have a high salt content and for whatever reason that like does make it into the meat and it does have a real full flavor yeah. um which are absolutely delicious. Great. Well, that features in our Easter issue, yep. which is, um, it's out. It'll be out by the time this podcast comes out. So go mm-hmm. and grab it. There's an amazing Malteser chocolate cake on the cover. Um, loads of recipe inspiration in there. Um, and yeah, you can also find lots of inspiration online for all of those different cuts. So maybe just try something a bit different this Easter. Yeah, do it. Thanks, Adam. Cheers. So that was the Olive Magazine podcast. If you liked this episode, please review and rate us. We'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to find out more information on things in this episode, you can visit our website, olivemagazine.com. Why not take advantage of our brilliant subs offer and get five issues delivered for only £5? Just go to buysubscriptions.com forward slash allpod, that's O-L-P-O-D, to get the offer. After your first five issues, you automatically pay £20.99 for every six issues, but you can cancel at any time. T's and C's apply. So that's it for this week. See you next week when we'll be back with more food and drink chat.